Welcome to Wednesdays with Wits on intellectualradio.com. I am happy to say that my lovely co-host, LaSteiner Inspires, is back with us. And today we are going to be talking about overcoming the need to be strong. I know that this is something that was very near and dear to LaSteiner's heart. So most of the questioning will be geared towards her. Because this week we are also talking about the Healing is a Journey Conference. And all of it is tied together with today's topic, Overcoming the Need to be Strong. Speaking of which, today's show is sponsored by the Healing is a Journey Conference, which is happening March 21st, 2020. And we are going to Ohio. Yes. So, Lestiner, let's first start off with asking, how are you? I am well. I am um, going through the healing and recovery process, and um, it's a journey, but I'm well. I won't complain. Amen. So if you are just now tuning in and maybe didn't see the last couple of shows, um, Lestiner did share that she is going through the healing process from breast cancer, and what I like to say is conquering cancer. And so when she's talking about the healing journey, yes, we're talking about the journey from recovery of abuse and trauma. But this year, she's also added that layer of overcoming healing with the uh, the physical part of it as well, since this is something that she's going through. So we're going to talk about all of that. I know that there were some people who, when you were not here last week, were praying for mm-hmm. you. And so I am sure they're happy to see that you're back. Me too. Yes. <laughs> so thank you to everyone that was praying for me, sending out hugs and love and asking me if I needed anything. I appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much. Yes. And so I want to start today with just defining what strong means. Like we could talk about it in our own terms, but I actually looked up the definition. So one of the definitions, because there were two, but this one that applies to today's topic, strong is being able to withstand great force or pressure. Mm. I'm going to say that again. again. Right, yes. say that again. Mm. Preach. Yes. <laughs> Strong is being defined as being able to withstand great force or pressure. So when I heard this particular definition, because there was another definition that really talked about physical strength, like someone who might be weightlifting or bodybuilding or something of that nature, But when I heard about the great force or pressure, I just thought about all of the challenges that come along with feeling like you have to be strong. Yes. And I know that sometimes as a mother, you might feel that way as a a business owner. It's just so many different hats that we wear. So when you think of the word strong, how would you define it in your own words? Conqueror, overcomer, resilient, persevering. Um, not breaking when pressure is applied. Mm, that last part, not breaking when the pressure is applied. Yes, yeah, so there's a saying I've heard a lot of times on Facebook, and we put it actually in the caption of today's live. It's called Check on Your Strong Friend. So you might, people, might see people say in their statuses, Check on Your Strong Friend. I've seen that a lot after I've seen that people have, like, committed suicide or maybe had a mental health breakdown. 
it's usually said when something catastrophic happens right. that you need to check on your strong friend. But what about when you are the strong <laughs> friend? Girl. Anybody else out there feel like they are the strong friend? Who's checking on you? So with you going through the healing and recovery process from now cancer, who's been checking on you? <laughs> well, of course, you, my lovely wit, Devereaux. She's yes. been consistent on checking on me, even fussing at me, but, you know, I saw another show. Um, all my family, my mom's grandma, sister, my best sister friend, um, friends I've had for 20 years, um, colleagues, I mean, just everyone, even just people off of social media, like my followers have been inboxing me and, you know, giving me advice, checking in on me. So God has really blessed me with that. What a blessing. I know that that probably makes you feel like you're not alone. Right? It does. It's And God knew, you know, I always, like we talked, I always said that he already knew that this was going to um, happen and he prepared me in a sense. And so it does make me feel like I'm not alone because that's the worst thing in the world to go through something and then have feelings of loneliness. Yes. And so with you being, well, would you identify as being the strong friend or the person Man. that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That everybody goes to. Yes. Being the rock. I was actually just sharing this with someone earlier in the week. Like, I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest of all my siblings. And I love y'all. Y'all might be watching. But I know that my role in the family isn't always that of little sister. Now, of course, now we're all grown. But a lot of times my role is more of the rock, the person that people come to. Because in the face of a, a lot of things happening, I'm usually the calm, mm. the calm force. Now, inside, because we <laughs> did talk about anxiety before, Inside, my mind might be all over the place, mm -hmm. but I feel and I have felt like I had to be strong mm -hmm. because so many people are depending on me. Yes. And when I think about that, and I was sharing with the gentleman earlier this week, that's a lot of pressure. It is. It can feel overwhelming at times. So how do you deal with the pressure of feeling like you have to be strong? Um. In this season of my life, I am reaching out to, you know, a few trusted individuals that know my struggle with anxiety and depression and also know um, how I can get when I feel like I need to do all the things all the time. And so maybe just sitting out a text like I'm having a moment, um, crying, talking to God generally. Um, all those things that I do on a regular basis, I just do it times 10 now because I know I need to make sure that I'm okay and um, sometimes feeling like I need to do everything can lead to me not feeling okay because then I'm going to overdo it and I'm still healing. So how has planning the healing conference been for you with this new layer of strength that you needed, you know, as you're going through conquering cancer, as I call it? Um, it's been a challenge because I have to really – um, rely on help, which is not a bad thing because I have an amazing team, by the way. Like, I love all of them. Um, but a part of me kind of has felt like I dropped the ball, even though they've reassured me that I haven't. But I'm so used to being hands-on every single day and, hey, let's get this going. And some days I'm just tired or just in pain. So um, it's been challenging, but it's also allowed me to really – get to a level of vulnerability that allows me to completely and utterly rely on God. And that's a new level that I've never experienced before 
when it comes to being vulnerable. For sure. It's like a stretching. Man, talking yeah. about it's like gum being stretched until you see little <laughs> holes in it. It's like, oh, no. Yes. And so for those people who don't know anything about the Healing is a Journey Conference, can you just share what it is and how they might want to join? So it is God's vision. Let's put that first. He gave it to me, and I'm in the creator, cre- creator and curator of it. And so um, what the Healing is Journey Conference is, it stemmed from my experience with trauma and abuse my entire life and me wanting to give back because I have overcome so much and uh, wanting to allow others to have a safe space to be poured into, to connect with other people, to get resources and tools that they can use to start their healing. Um, A lot of times when we think of healing, we think, oh, you know, it happens, it's done, it's over with, but it's not. It's a process. Just like life is a journey and a process and you go through things, so is your healing. And even if you've started at some point getting the additional tools you might need to continue or if you get re-triggered or something comes up, having someone that you can connect to that's either been there, um, that's in the medical, in the professional field, a way to connect to them. And so... There are several ways to connect with us with the com- with the conference. One is to be an attendee, <laughs> um, get poured into, connect with people, to be an ambassador, which is you being able to be a part of it on a different level where you're reaching out to your network of people, asking them to attend, you're speaking out about it, you're promoting it on your different platforms. And what that does is allows you to be a part of it in a bigger way um, because then you can see the continuous growth that we're doing to um, reach more than just the people in our city. And then there's uh, opportunities to be a speaker, vendor, um, performer. Um, with our ambassador program, let me just say this. Um, some of the things that I will, that we require of the ambassadors is either to have experienced trauma, abuse, and now cancer, or have someone close to their family where they've been, you know, been with them and, and saw the residual side effects. Because when you experience this, there's a certain level of compassion and connection that you have that will make you want to go hard for it even when no one else believes in it. And so that's the ambassador program. As far as being a speaker, you just have to have a passion and a desire to want to help others, to pour into others selflessly. And as far as performers, poet, musicians, any anyone that's willing to give up their talent, their God-given talent to heal, because I do believe that um, we all have specific gifts and brought together for the kingdom of God that can do great things. Yes, and I'm excited about the ambassador program specifically. I was actually speaking with someone earlier this week who is in Columbus, Ohio, so that's where the Healing is a Journey conference is going first. It will be on March 21st this month. So you can go to Eventbrite. You can go to bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash H-I-A-J Eventbrite. And you'll have all of the different locations and the times, which it's usually 12 to 3, but I know Ohio has a different time. So Ohio will be 1.30 to 4.30. Yes. And so as I was talking to the potential ambassador who is in that state, she was asking some really pertinent questions about, well, what do I get from it? So the ambassador program has a lot of benefits as well. So not only are you helping to spread the word and continue to grow the mission and the vision, but ultimately doing something for God, you also get 
some rewards back. And so you get a percentage back from the ticket sales that you help with getting sold. So that's always good. That's an extra stream. And if you know me, then you know that I always talk about having multiple streams of income and securing the bag. So this is a pretty effortless way because we talk about the things that are important to us anyway. Right. So all you're doing is just sharing. Exactly. And getting reimbursed for that. And then if you're someone who has products and services, which this individual had, then you get a vendor table. So there's a lot of wins, plus yes. some VIP tickets, right? You get two VIP tickets, so you can bring, you know, your friend, your boo, your, you know, cousin, uh, someone. <laughs> exactly. Someone who is in that journey of healing. And I believe that the first one has to do with forgiveness, yes, right? it does. It does. So I think it takes a lot of strength to forgive, right? Forgive people who may have hurt you, especially if it was someone who abused you or who you felt didn't protect you from abuse or trauma, and also forgiving yourself. So can you talk about the strength that it takes to forgive? Oh, that's a strength like no other. Um, I can talk about it from my perspective because that's, that's the best way, of, you know, my own personal testimony is that forgiving my mother. So she was the first encounter I had with abuse of all kinds, and um I had a love-hate relationship with her for a while, up until she passed, actually. Like, I got oh, I thought I got over it because it, I said it didn't bother me. But it wasn't until God had me go to her bedside when she was, like, literally on her deathbed and told me to forgive her. And I remember this night so clearly because I had just gotten in my car and it started to snow. And I was like, I don't want to go outside, you know. And I said, well, I'll gonna go be obedient to guys it's a reason for this and so I got in the car and I drove there of course I was fussing all the way because I'm one God's children it's like why do I have to do this um (laughs) just being honest and so I got there I I remember going to her bedside and seeing her and I always say that act of that one act of obedience really like paved the way for the rest of my life um because when I stood before her God allowed me to see her the way he saw her as someone who themselves had been abused, someone who themselves had gone through stuff, and that she only did what she had done to her. And so for me, how God really worked with me is being able to see her vulnerable, because I was always scared of her, even as a, like, in my 20s, um, I was always scared of her. So I saw her in a different state at that moment, where God allowed me to see that. And in that moment, I just remember just crying like, wow. And I just say, you know, I forgive you for not being the mother that I needed. And I say, I hope you can forgive me for not being the daughter that you wanted. And in that moment, like she was in a comatose state in, in a sense. But I remember just like I held her hand. I remember like looking at her and I was no longer afraid in that moment. I felt like this release. And I also felt a release within her, almost like she let go, in a sense. And so after that, I just, um, I gave her a kiss. I don't, I don't remember the last time I even kissed her, so that it must have been some years before that, maybe when I was a child. And I left and I went home, and I knew at that point that she would pass away. And I think God just allowed her to stay for that moment, for my obedience. I really do, because that morning, maybe three or four in the morning, my sister called me and told me that she had passed. And I already knew. Um, and so 
then I didn't understand what the magnitude of what I had done was about until some years later, maybe 10 years later, I was asked to speak at an event to talk about um, my journey from being in a group home to being uh, what they could, well, at that time they considered a successful adult. I hadn't considered myself successful because I wasn't nowhere near where I wanted to be. But when I was writing out the speech and I thought about what success means and how we talk about success means something different to everybody, it resonated that the fact that I had survived so much and I was still standing strong and still smiling and still trying to help others that I was a success. And I was, then I was able to talk about the abuse that I had endured with her because up to that point I never had never told anyone because I was still trying to protect her but God worked on me showing me that telling my story would help others and so little by little I would share what you know in the right audience the right time frame what happened to me and how God had healed me starting with forgiveness Yes, so forgiveness is the first topic for the Healing is a Journey conference. And you just heard Lestiner talk about the strength that it took and the obedience it took for her to forgive the person who actually had caused a great deal of the trauma early on in her life. So we really want to encourage you. We're going to continue the conversation about overcoming the need to be strong but encourage you to start the healing journey with forgiveness because it's such an essential part of healing. I don't know healing without it, even having to forgive myself for feeling like I should have known better or I should have made better choices that would have avoided me in getting in those abusive relationships. After being in one and then getting in again, it's like, okay, what's going on that you're not getting it? But once I learned that forgiveness was for me, one, and that I needed to forgive myself. That helped to free me from the burden of what I had gone through. Yes. So healing is its a journey. It's not something that you just press a button and like, okay, I'm healed. It's definitely a process. That's what I, I tell my mentees. It's a process. And it's something that you have to start. Like, it's necessary. Yes, it is. You don't want to avoid it because you don't want to hurt. No. And you don't want to bleed all of the people, as they say. Yes. And so back to overcoming the need to be strong. So what would you tell the person who doesn't want to be strong anymore? And I'm asking you this because Steiner and I had a conversation maybe a few months ago. And she she was emotional and she said, I just don't want to be strong anymore you remember that i put on makeup why would you like i don't want to cry i was like i decided to be cute like why <laughs> you could be cute to cry look we we keep it alive to do this year like i have time for cancer you know and then i just i don't remember how i got to that point of that those words but i think it was just me feeling overwhelmed and was just like oh i just i didn't want to be strong because all my life i've been strong i've had to be strong all my life otherwise you know the currents of abuse would have just taken me under. So, but in this season, I was like, no, I don't want to be strong. And not in a bad way, like, not like I was giving up. I just wanted to lean on God and all the people that he would bring to me in that moment because it was, like, too much. Okay, so from your perspective of feeling that pressure, 
and not wanting to be strong, what would you tell someone, that, that mother or that person that recently was diagnosed with something that they may be afraid of, you know, a lot of different mixed emotions, and they're like, you know what, I don't want to be strong anymore. What would you tell them? I would tell them it's okay to not be strong. I would tell them that in when you're not strong, God shows up even greater. Um, that's what I would tell them because I've learned so much of not being strong. Like, granted, I think a lot of times we we equate being strong, not strong, as a weakness. And God says in His Word that it's not. Um, I'm gonna read a scripture. Awesome. Second <laughs> Corinthians twelve. Chapter 12, verse 8 through 10 says, Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. I can relate to that. <laughs> Each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness, weaknesses, so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And... That scripture just speaks volumes to anyone that is feeling like, I just can't do this. I don't want to be strong. It's okay. Like, times like that is when God comes in, swoops in, and and covers you and protects you and pours into you and fights your battles for you. Sometimes you just need that period of rest, and you should allow yourself to get that period of rest. Because even the strongest warrior has to go and get, you know, they they have to sleep and eat and train before they go out to the next battle and that's essential to anything in life okay so for the person who's just tuning in what's the scripture again maybe they need to write it down it's second second corinthians chapter 8 verses 8 through 10 okay cool so before you gave me the scripture and you said something along the lines of that's when god can really show up The scripture came to me, but I didn't know where it was. Basically, that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And you said, my grace is sufficient for you. It's enough, right? So when you're going through something and you don't want to be strong, you don't want to be the strong friend, the strong mother, the strong daughter, the strong business owner, it's okay to rest. It's okay to pause. It's okay to ask for help. It's even okay to confess that I don't want to be strong because we need the Lord. (laughs) There is nothing that we can do apart from him, really. And when things are of this magnitude where you're asking him to heal you inside out, you can't do it yourself. You need him. Like, even if he gave you the gift of healing, it's still something that came from him. Oh, that's so ironic, too. I thought that. Really? I did. I was like, Lord, I got a whole healing conference. <laughs> so then I get cancer. Really? Really? Yeah, that's how I talk to God. I mean, I don't know how y'all talk to him, but I'm just real because he already knows who I am. I had that whole moment. I was just like, this. how, how does this happen? But, you know, I, like I, I, I keep reminding myself, he already knew this beforehand so he didn't need to ask me beforehand (laughs) I would have liked him to I would have said no (laughs) (laughs) exactly so some things that come about we would rather not have to deal with or go through but as you're going through anything that you feel the need to be strong just remind yourself of that scripture remind yourself that it's okay to rest ask for help take a break take your medicine oh 
Take your medicine. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad she said that. This one here needed a good old reminder about the medicine. But certain things we have to do, and it's really for our good in yeah. the end, yeah. even taking your medicine, right? Yes. So I'm glad you, <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem too sure about that, but I believe... <laughs> I believe in holistic healing, of course, so you don't have to just only rely. But when you, you just had a surgery and the doctor gave you some medicine, it might just be good. Uh, yes, yes, with. Okay, I'm just saying. I mean, I do that people. now. <laughs> she, she, so those may be wondering what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was given um, some strong pain medicine. I I think it was strong, but it was necessary. But I was, like, determined to not take it until I, like, was in a lot of pain because I was, like, um, there's a history of drug abuse in my family. And I was, like, no, I don't want to take it. I don't want to get hooked. I've always been holistic and natural. And then the pain got unbearable, and I'm, like, oh, God, I got to take the medicine. And so when I saw the doctor and the nurses, they're, like, your body – has natural endorphins that release, but if you wait till the pain becomes unbearable, then you've exhausted that. And so now I take my medicine. Um, yes. Wonderful. <laughs> so what would you say to the person who's listening? They're like, okay, I hear about the Healing is a Journey conference, but I don't even want to deal with what happened to me. I just want to keep moving forward. Those people that just don't want to hurt. Mm. What would you say to them? Um, just because you don't want to deal with it does not mean it's not going to deal with you. Mm. It's going to come out in something. Um, for me, it came out in how I saw myself and how I felt that I wasn't worthy of love. So I just dealt with, um, relationships as like, um, for better lack of words, microwavable sandwiches. I just, you know, took them, dealt with them and kept moving and never really dealt with the hurt behind it so in a nutshell I pretty much was like I tried to protect my heart and just slept with people who I thought were like man you fine I'm sleep with you and but and thinking that I could just connect from actual um intimacy to not get hurt again but all that does is create more hurt and so eventually it's going to catch up to you where you're laying in bed wondering why you feel this emptiness, why you feel this, while, while, why are you looking at other people's lives and being envious? It's going to manifest in some type of way. Hurt has a way of just spilling out um, into your everyday life. It can spill out into your dreams where your dreams never come true because you don't even bother to work on them. Um, it, can, it manifests as rejection. It manifests as low self-esteem. It manifests in overworking to try to overcompensate for what you're lacking of. So though you want, don't want to deal with it and you don't want to hurt, it's a good hurt when you deal with it. And I'm not, I don't mean that you're going to feel good. It's going to hurt. It, I mean, it will hurt. But at the, the just like healing my physical pain I'm having, it's, I know that physically I'm healing. And so there is some going to be, there will be some hurt, but the end result is I believe that I'm going to be stronger and better for it. The same thing goes with emotional, spiritual, mental healing is that reliving those things are going to be painful. But first of all, get a therapist because they're going to help you walk you through it. It's not, you know, so the disclaimer I say is my conference is not a replacement for therapy. I might have therapists on the panel at times, but it's not a replacement for therapy. I always advocate 
for mental health well-being where therapy is key you you need someone who's a licensed professional to walk you through this because you might have some re-triggering moments you might you know things might come up that you didn't want to address but it's always better to do it because like a boiling pot you, the more you put in a pot that's boiling eventually it boils over and then what does it does it, it creates a mess everywhere else around it and you don't want to be the individual that's messy and we're creating a mess in everything in your life I totally agree. I actually, around May of 2016 is when I started my my own healing journey, and I got serious about it because I used to be what I call a serial dater. Mm. So I couldn't stay out of a relationship long enough to heal before I was with somebody else trying to fill that void. And I remember my coach saying something along the lines where you must deal so you can heal. Mm. So you have to deal with it so that you can heal and you won't find yourself in that cycle of serial dating or being promiscuous or in and out of people's bed or anything else that you're trying to fill the void with. So healing is for everyone. It's for everyone. It can be for the person who caused the hurt. It can be for the person who received. We've all been a, a key player in each role. Yes. I'm sure I've done things. I know that I've done things that required me to say I'm sorry or apologize. But the key thing is just trying to move forward in dealing with it so that you can heal and be free. Yes, yes. So tell us about this book that you have propped here so nicely for the people who it's can so, actually it's so see. beautiful. Can y'all see it? <laughs> <laughs> so it, as one of the books in The Healing is a Journey, journal series this is actually the last book um i sold out of the first books i have more coming it's a good thing when you sell out yes Woo-hoo. it is yeah um so the but this particular book is about dreams um and goals and if you can see the cover it says get your life and say yes so if you know me i'm very direct um so anything i say usually has a meaning obviously um and so get your life and say yes it's like get yourself together say yes to you say yes to your dreams and goals a lot of times what i find individuals who have gone through trauma and abuse is that they kind of put things aside they go into survival mode right and yes it's great to be a survivor but going in survival mode is like you're getting everything you need and stashing it but never using it. You're like saving it until you might need it because something else is going to happen, right? But you never really live when you do that. And so with this book, it's designed that you start to live. You start to think about what you want for your life, set goals, um, give yourself a time, a date, and the actual steps are how are you going to accomplish those goals. And it holds you accountable where there's parts in the book where you write about how you feel about the goal. You self-reflect. You do self-discovery talking about what happened that caused you not to work on your goal today. What came up that made you feel a different way. And my hope with this book is that you not only start to achieve goals that you put aside, but you start to achieve goals that take you closer to your dreams. Because I, I believe that we all should dream. I believe that we all should continue to dream no matter how old we are. And I believe that instead of trying to tackle that dream as a overall whole, break it down into smaller pieces to make it chewable, manageable. And that gives you this rush that's going to push you to wanting to do more. So that's what this book is about. And, yes, yeah, so with each conference series, there's a theme yes. and a related book, right? Yes. So for the forgiveness 
one which we're doing in March. What book is connected with that one? So that one is um, Happiness Is You. I actually just got an alert on my way here that they'll be shipped. They're arriving today. So Happiness Is You. I know I'm so excited. I love when I get books in the mail, especially mine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So Happiness Is You is the Healing and Hope Journal, which is talks about it talks about forgiveness. It talks about the actual act of forgiveness, acknowledging your hurt, and then it breaks down. Uh, forgive to live thinking about what how you want to live your life how do you see your life what can you do to live your life and knowing that when I say happiness is you we are the controllers of how we feel about ourselves in our world we are the the we are the temperature of how we feel and so a lot of times we look at other people things to make us feel good and what happiness is you is looking at you pointing the finger to yourself and saying how can I make myself happy how can I give myself the life that I've always wanted um and if you see it's a thing it's all about living your life their best life I talk about that a lot because it's one thing to be alive but it's another thing to actually live that's two different things so good a few years ago when I was in my abusive relationship, one of my closest friends asked me, are you living or surviving? Mm. And I really, I was not living at all. <laughs> I was barely making it. And they knew a little bit about what I was going through, but she knew enough to ask me that question. It was more of a challenge for me to start living and not just trying to survive to make it. So even when I call myself a survivor or I'm talking to my mentees, we're not just trying to survive, but now I'm, I'm teaching you things so you can thrive. Yes. You can live a full life beyond what happened to you because sometimes we can get stuck in what happened to us. So it's not enough to just survive. Yeah. Thank God you did. Amen. Praise but Lord. now we want to try to move forward, and that's what the Healing is a Journey Conference is all about and so bringing it back to overcoming the need to be strong what would you want to say to our listeners to our viewers about strength and specifically I know we talked about sometimes people view you as strong and you felt like that meant that they may not check on you so Bringing it around that topic specifically, what would you tell someone who is saying, oh, you're so strong, and they really mean well, but, you know, on the other side, like what we talked about, it can make you feel like, oh, no, I'm not strong. I need you to check on me. I need you to make sure I'm good. Um, I've gotten it a lot, and I thank everyone that views me as being strong and being strength, um, And I, but my advice would be that... Just check on everybody, not just that strong friend. You know, check on everybody. Just, even if it's a, a simple text like, hey, you crossed my mind. How are you? Um, if it's someone you're close with, ask to come visit them. Um, there was many a times during this process, even now, where I just sometimes be so frustrated. Um, I don't know if you can see. Like, I have a pillow under my arm because it hurts if I lay my arm down flat. And there would have been a time where I wanted to probably – be aesthetically pleasing and like not have the pillow but I'm like look my arm hurts so I'm gonna put the pillow there and that is a sign of real strength when you're able to operate in a space of quote-unquote vulnerability or weakness and that does not make you um any less powerful 
there's I saw a uh, quote and it's probably on my page somewhere where w- real power comes from being vulnerable b- before God and that was powerful and so I just want to say that it's okay to admire someone's strength it's okay to admire someone who looks like they have it all together but you don't know what they're going through you don't know the pr- the tests the cost of the test that uh, for their testimony and we don't always want to walk in everybody's shoes actually you shouldn't want to walk in anyone's shoes honestly um but when you see someone going through something and you see that they appear to have it all together just maybe slide in their inbox and say I, I see you going through this are, are you good do you need anything um or just say a prayer for them because at the end of the day it takes a lot in the face of adversity to hold your head up, to keep going, to go about, go about your day-to-day when inside maybe you're physically hurting or emotionally hurting or mentally hurting. And the world sometimes makes us feel like we need to have it all together. We should have a full face of makeup on. We should be pretty all the time or handsome. Or, but if you're going through something, sometimes you might not get that. You might just, okay, I'm going to shower and throw some lotion on. I'm clean, that's it, you yeah. know. But the world sometimes does not allow for that. And so I say us, as humans, we can make a change and be impactful because we are the world. Just give people grace, check on them. And don't if they don't look like how they normally look, ask, slide in the inbox and ask somebody. If it's somebody you know, if it's a strange person, just pray for them. You know, if you're a stranger, obviously. And you said something that was really key. So we started off talking about the status that people have been putting up, check on your strong friend. But what you said, I think, is what we should all adopt is just check on everyone. Everyone needs somebody to just be like, hey, you good? Like, for real, how are you? Right. Like, when you ask, really care. Like, don't just be, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, take a moment because that might make a big difference in someone's day or really their life. Because you don't know with them always feeling the need to be strong if anybody is checking on oh, them. I have something else. And Go ahead. If you check on them and you say, hey, if you need anything, I got you. And then they ask you for something, you don't do it. That's horrible. So don't <laughs> ever, like, seriously, yeah. don't ever say, I, you know, if you need anything, I got you. If you know you can't do it. Because sometimes you might think that sounds good, but then if you don't actually do it, it's it, it hurts more than anything. Just like, oh, well, why would you tell me that if you can't do it? Absolutely, I agree. So you all have been listening to Wednesdays with Wit and my lovely coast host, Lestander. I was about to say co-star, yeah. <laughs> we are in the movies. We'll talk about that another time. But uh, my lovely co-host, Lestander Inspires, continue to pray for her, pray for us. We'll do the same for you. We are every second and fourth Wednesday from 11 a.m. to about 11.55 a.m. And we will be back very soon. Again, this show was sponsored by the Healing is a Journey Conference. And tell them one last time how they can get on this tour with you, this journey, this conference. So it's the bit.ly link, which is B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash capital H-I-A-J Eventbrite. And if you want more information about the ambassador program, vendors, speakers, performers, um, please email me at info at lasteinerinspires.com. That is info at L-I-S-T-I-N-E-R inspires.com. 
awesome. So we will see you all on the fourth Wednesday of this month. Yes, for Wednesdays with Wits on intellectualradio.com.